TV8 My Dinner is an attempt at demonstrating intellectual civility while discussing popular entertainment. Brought to you by DarkCrazy.com DarkCrazy.com launched the last of its eighth-dimensional probes. Theorizing that the teachings of popular culture could save the world, Dr. Shang, but Gilberto stepped into the TV Ate My Dinner Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, trapped in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey was Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appeared in the form of a voice Sean could only sometimes hear. While lost in non-space, they joined with other explorers who were adrift on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn and the mighty Mandru. I am Bron, an artificial intelligence from the 8th dimension who has chosen to join their crusade, to combat the growing toxicity and negativity that threaten to corrode the very fabric of the internet. We've been running ever since, striving to point out what once went wrong, in movies and TV, on a never-ending struggle to subtly civilize the information age. In the continuing voyages of a make-believe space coaster that's inexplicably known as TV Ate My Dinner. My dinner. My name is Sean. I'm here with Andrew. So, what'd you think about Glass, Sean? Well, what's funny about Glass is they, I got really excited about the previews and everything, and then right before we went to see it, like I don't look at reviews. Megan looks at reviews. I right. don't care. I'm not saying I don't care about what critics think, but I don't factor that into whether or not. Sometimes I'll see I don't like to see that. If I'm excited about it, like I was about. Yeah, Glass, I don't want to see like... it beforehand because I don't want to get you know I want to get like develop a negative right opinion and generally speaking what critics like it doesn't necessarily inform what i will what i'll enjoy and this one just for credit it had like a 36 round tomato score going into yeah it. it came up super bad yeah and the critics were came out really negative towards it and then i saw like a post on one of the on one of the groups that i follow that just said if you love unbreakable and you love split then for God's sake, don't go see Glass. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
And so we're going into class now, like, well, we're going to see that movie. I'm going right. to tell you that right now. I got to see, see it. it. I'm going to see it. Yeah, <clears throat> I love it. So we're going in. I'm actually kind of excited because I feel kind of apprehensive now because you know, Shyamalan has this history of of disappointing and hurting us. When everything is on the line, <laughs> he usually. He, he, <laughs> And we're like, did he do it again? Did we now that we he's made it back from nothing, is is he gonna pull some weird kind of shit, all at the very end? So like, but at the same time, like, so I'm excited because most movies I go into, I don't have any kind of like expectation. Like, I don't know what this will do to me emotionally. Right. Like, so I'm excited going in, <clears throat> and I was I was pleasantly surprised. I don't. I guess I could see what people might have a problem with. But not from a perspective of story building. So you liked it? I liked it. I I enjoyed the movie. I mean, so you're like I like it's like a seventy percent or something. You kind of like it. It's like yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say like Unbreakable to me is is my favorite of his movies, and I think Split was was a, just a superb movie. When you compare it to those two movies, I don't think I think Glass probably comes in third. But that's so disappointing, though, though, isn't it, though? That's my but problem. But no, I don't think it is, because it's like... It, Split offered the opportunity to do a follow-up to Unbreakable that you wouldn't otherwise have. I don't think expecting that Glass was going to be some kind of magic, like like an no, Avengers. I don't think like that, a, but I, I, I'll, I'll bring up some points, though. Because I actually don't... I was a little disappointed but it's not even from a. I, I think I'm pretty safe from not getting expectations for things, you know. But more because I saw it and I was open minded and I was like, okay, okay. But I, I, I the, the points where it <laughs> fell a little short. I mean, because the, the argument I hear a lot of times is like, well, he just made the movie he wanted to make, not the movie you wanted to see. And I was like, okay, I get that. Well, that's. But I don't mind that. I don't mind that either. But I still have a little bit of problem with. There's still a problem with like. I mean, Interstellar might have been Nolan wanted to make, but it's not enjoyable to me. It's like that. That's a little bit of my problem. Is that thematically some i just don't think well this well hold on i don't think some of the stuff that excite i i really think they did unbreakable bad i actually think this is a great follow-up to split because i think he's great in it and they expand his stuff really well and you get to what you i think what you want to see out of the beast and kevin and all those character it's great you get to see what a great idea that you have a character and we didn't get to see that in the first one it, everything's building up to that beast thing but now we get to see the mechanics of that, which are great. Is that he doesn't have superpowers unless he's in that personality. So it gets even to the fun points where they're escaping. He's like, hold on a second. Just go ahead. And he has to turn, go turn around and turn back into it so he can fight the people. He can't fight the people as anybody else. He's not super strong or, you know, right. bulletproof for that matter, right? Unless he's in that form, which is cool. That's great. I just think it does. It's a disappointing follow-up to Unbreakable. Just because I don't I, think it expands I, I, upon. I may have an argument on that. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I may have an argument against that. In my in my own opinion, I think I have a couple of arguments. I think. Well, let me just say. I just I think. Mean, go it ahead does, and say. I, I I'm gonna let you say your thing. Well, I think you can say your thing. Well, just what it expands on because the, the beginning, or just the promise of these characters. Because the point of this is about believing in magic, right? It's believing that this is exciting. These characters have superpowers. Well, well I think it's about believing in yourself, especially. In well, yeah, universe. but just the potentiality of these. It's not interesting that these characters are three guys and it's like a crime drama, right? It's interesting because these guys are a little bit av more than average, right? Or they they, it that's the interesting. That's the hook of this, right? That they're kind of superheroes in disguise. You're like, holy crap, this yeah. is really cool. Um, 
And I like the beginning part with he's with his son, and he's like his son's oracle, and like this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Although I think they might have developed more than that, but that's fine. And I even would say that my dumb. Oh no, I'll get to that later. Let's just say, I think, like I said, I think Split. I think the Kevin character, Kevin, that's his name, right? It's like he. I think he he has a cool advancement. You see more of him. I think he's like one of the best parts about this movie. James McAvoy is amazing. And it expands upon that, and it's satisfying to what you want. I, I, I feel a problem, and it's not in their acting, in Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson, but I felt a little let down by the finale of all this stuff. Because even in the, the big twist in Unbreakable is that, holy shit, he's been causing all these accidents and all this stuff, and it's a crazy mastermind plan to find this guy and to get this out into the world. And then in this movie... Like one, I think Mr. Glass gets even worse, but I also think David Dunn gets like kind of done wrong by the way too, by the way he does it. It just gets to the point where he still has the same point, and then in the end, his mastermind is just to send stuff out to YouTube, which is a weird thing. Okay, I'm not. This is, I'm even talking about just basic plot, you know, like how do you expand and make something a little more exciting or something. And then David Dunn basically doesn't do much more than he ever did, right? In those other movies. And in the end, I just felt even that – I love the stuff, the play, of like, we're going to go to this Nakahomi Tower, right, and they don't ever go to it. I love the stuff, and I love the showdown. But if you're going to have that showdown I, – I, this is what I feel. Like, I, I understand it's not Avengers, and I understand all of that, but I just feel like then you don't set up cinematically a, 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 a shootout, like a Mexican standoff like that, and then not deliver anything, though. That's well, my. That's a little I, my point. But I, I don't necessarily agree that they didn't deliver. I, but I think they kind of go through. Showdown happened in yeah, the parking lot. Yeah, but they kind of do that. And they you, go. I love the fact that like they established that tower at the very beginning. No, I love the, that. The no, I love the magazine couple even says like it's a modern marvel. It's like it's such a it, it's such a throw to people who are familiar. No, with I the love that. But I I think movies. my biggest thing that just sours and we'll talk about and then I'll let you talk. I'm sorry because <laughs> there's a lot of little disappointments in there and some people are like oh, I wish the action. I don't think he's a great action. Like like they basically they have two conference. They do have. Him and the Beast have two conversations, and they basically just hug each other, both of them. It was just a little disappointing, you know. Like, I don't, and okay, I'll let that go. But thematically, even just the way it ends, I get everybody dying. But David Dunn had no point in that story. That's that's a little bit of my. I'm gonna go a little bit Last Jedi Luke Skywalker in this. Like that's what I feel like now. Like Luke, he should have been, but not even like what he did. But I also don't think thematically he needs to die. Why does he need to die? Well, in that story, you know what I mean, like his because he I had a couple points. He didn't. That. He wasn't a terrorist, and he didn't eat people. He, like thematically, he for following what what the point of Unbreakable was. He got punished for that by some faceless well, goon I don't in think a puddle. The story is about good versus evil in terms of yeah. But but if you're saying that there. as a character, they're they're what they're following is the right path, right? He should have just, well, just he. But what I'm saying, hold on. A hero's well, he arc is not necessarily that. In fact, but what is usually his, what, a hero's arc is to follow the right path, and he does die. I guess, but but what I'm saying is he didn't do. What did he die for? He didn't necessarily well, stop them because both of them, the beast stopped glass, and the guy shot the beast. He didn't do anything. He, he had no. I, my more problem is his agency. On, That's my biggest deal. Is, is David Dunn's When agency. I think about that, like I, I try to trail back. Is like okay, like what. Because whenever a movie strikes me as a bit odd, I won't say disappointing because I wasn't really disappointed. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. But it's fun. It's all... When it takes a turn that I wasn't expecting and turns like, oh, okay. 
then I have to sort of pedal back and say, well, hold on. What was the realistic expectation for an Unbreakable sequel? Right. No. Because true. what makes Unbreakable great Low key. is that we take this regular guy and we reveal that he has superhuman powers so that he has the potential to be, in a realistic sense, like a superhero, a protector of people. Like, that's what we're... We're not... We, we know he's not going to become like Thor or anything like that. Right. We just mean that he's a superior person. He has superior powers. And we awaken that need in him to use those powers to protect people. That's what happens in Unbreakable. And Glass's portion of that story is to reveal that to, to him so that he starts using his powers that way. That's because Glass believes right. that he was born absolutely overly breakable, so he has to prove that the unbreakable man exists so that he knows he wasn't a mistake. His right. purpose is to reveal David Dunn so that David Dunn becomes a hero. That's There's no sequel to that story except to see David Dunn continue to be a hero. To be a hero, right. which we already know that he's going to do. So we know he's not... We're not looking for him to escalate into being a standard superhero kind of story. That was never... Well, but if you're going to have point. him show down with these other people, you kind of... You're implying well, a bigger meaning. That's what I'm saying. That comes to my second question. Right. What was I expecting Shyamalan to do <laughs> with this setup? Like, did I think that Shyamalan was going to make, like, a Marvel-style superhero movie where David Dunn, the superhero, fights the Beast in a classical sort of, like... Because we know this isn't a $100 million movie, and we don't expect Shyamalan to make a $100 million movie out of it. So, so he's a psychological filmmaker. Right, absolutely. All of his stories are psychological character pieces. So what is the psychology of bringing back David Dunn and having him confront the beast because the two of them fist fighting is, is a, a very small part of what makes their True, story interesting. Absolutely. So, so when I think, oh, well, my expectation of the two of them having a big showdown was probably built more around seeing Marvel style superhero films. So, what did I expect an escalation to see take that character from Split, take David Don, and put them back into the mix with Mister Glass? What's the psychological element? Well, from this movie has two different approaches to that. One is very straightforward, what we see in the trailer. Let's get the three of them in room. The the poster, the original poster, is three of them in a room sitting in chairs. That's a perfect expectation to set for people as to what we're going to be examining here in this movie. Not how they express their powers, but how how do they themselves interpret who they are. And that... Through the, the movie, because one of the things they do in the movie that I think is pretty brilliant, that there's a good part of the movie where you're like, I swear to God, Shyamalan, if you're coming around saying that none of these guys have superpowers, if that's what we're headed for, oh, yeah. I swear <laughs> to God. Because that's been refuted by evidence in the films that we've seen. Right. And that's what David Dunn says. like, yeah, you're explaining that by put, stringing together a line of thinking that I didn't have. Right. Like, I saw people do things in my head. You, the audience, saw a flashback of me seeing them do bad things. You can't turn around and tell us all that we didn't see what we saw. So that that's not a misdirect, but that the whole, that turns out to be the whole purpose of the movie, is them trying to convince the superpowered people that they don't actually have superpowers. 
and it, and it stokes a real doubt in us as the audience. Like we've seen them do these things, but still we're like, holy shit, is that where this is headed? Because it's about is that a, man is that versus a good the idea of Superman. Like, ah, oh, Shavala, don't mess this up now. That's yeah, because you're ha- that's that's like a sort of meta sense of suspense. Like, oh, don't oh, you dare no, get to that. that, Shyamalan, damn it. But but it's valid within the story. The other thing you have to remember, besides just the fact saying, well, what is Shyamalan's style of filmmaking? Is you have to remember the name of the movie is Glass. Yeah. Even though Mr. Glass. Is is only featured just a little in terms like 40 of, of interacting yeah. with the other characters. He's, in a co- he's he's speechless most of the movie. Yeah, it's entirely from his point of view. Like if you watch Unbreakable and you see how all the scenes are sort of they're naturalistically bricked off, so they look like comic book panels. Like everyone's always boxed in and all that. That's David Dunn's point of view. When they show Glass, usually it's, he's in the reflection of something, or you actually see him through a pane of glass. Right. Most of the time in this movie, the characters are shown either through reflections or through a transparent plane of glass, like whether it's glass or not. The, the way that the characters are brought into the story and the way that their arcs play out throughout the story are all in terms of glass's master plan. So yeah, David Dunn doesn't, he doesn't have much of an arc outside of just being himself, who is the good hero. But isn't he the main because character of this whole Glass. thing? That, that, that. No. That's what I'm saying. No. This well, is Glass's film. No, no. But I'm talking about what every... Okay. But again, we can intellectualize about that. But everybody saw Unbreakable. Unbreakable is the thing that gets ex- people excited. And then when we see him at the end of Split, you're like, hell yes. This is David Jones. But hold on, hold on. I don't know that that's true. But answer this question. Unbreakable made less money than these two movies made. Unbreakable had a lower audience. Well, I'm just talking about both of these movies. But this is all film nerd territory, though, because the people that like these movies are film nerds. I'm talking about. Well, I'm saying when you speak to the audience expectation going into the film, the expectation is to see more of the character from Split, and and the expectation is to see more of Sam Jackson. And I think they did a great job in Split, less so in Glass. My problem is take David Dunn out of this movie. How does it change? The more, how does it change actually the? Oh, I don't, I don't agree with that at no, all. No, how does I it change this? You movie? have to have that. But he doesn't have any part agency in this movie at all. Basically, like he catches him. He doesn't even catch him at the beginning. They get caught. So you could have just said, well, they got caught by the police and they they arrest him. Thematically, the same stuff could have happened. He could, have, they could have been a buddy thing with him getting out of prison. He doesn't try to stop them until right at the last moment. But then the the big climax, the emotional climax, has nothing to do with him. It has to do between Glass and him because he was on the his dad was on the same train as him. Like like what I'm saying is this movie could have started. You could have said David Dunn died two years ago, and that's why you could have told the story on. without that character. But I don't think it would have played out this way. I think it would have because you could have said David Glass died two years ago. Listen to this. Let's see if this is effective. David Glass died two years ago. We go cut to the mental institute. We show, or no, sorry, David Glass. David Dunn died two years ago. Cut to the mental institute. That's why he goes into coma and gets despondent because he's like, this isn't possible. This is what I based all this on. Meanwhile, the beast is out there, gets caught, comes in, goes, that enlivens him. He goes, oh, shit, this is actually real. I was actually right. They break out, do the same exact shit. When they're in the course of breaking out, Ellie, the doctor, says, you're, he's the one that killed your dad. She's like, no, 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 the same way because the son's the one that says it. 
He breaks him the same way. That's why he dies. Then he gets shot. This girl comes in the same way. You could have done this without Bruce Willis, and it would have been the same exact, but it's the same moment. They could have still sent the shit off. Bruce Willis's son could have been still in this, right? Because he could have come in and said, blah, 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 because I was there with my dad. Well, that's what I, well, one that's kind of what I'm, but you're you, discounting uh, this character. Is it, it's that, just eight yeah, lines David in the movie Dunn, like, that he says, like, that's, that's my point a little bit, that he's well, such a passive character in this movie. Well, but he's been doing, I, I think, we take for granted the fact that they say that for the last 20 years, he's actually been operating as a superhero. Maybe, but that's, that's not this movie. I though. like to see that in this but movie. That, they could, well, that's not what this movie's about, but the same way that Mr. Glass that's the best part of this movie David is Dunn saying, as the hero, like... Mr. Glass needs done too. Like if not for this movie, another villain out there. Not for this movie. He's done. No, with I don't agree with that at all because he's done. With it's them. all catalyzed. It's all catalyzed by David Dunn. I mean, even at the end, like he gets the beast out. He could just say, "Let's you and me run amok," and show people that there's super beings out there. But the reason he can't do that is because he's not just trying to show people that there's super beings. He's trying to show that there's someone that has superpowers and is willing to sacrifice himself for humanity. But you see how this exact same, say Bruce Willis is like being a dick, does not want to be in this movie. He doesn't like the franchise. He wasn't in Split, right? They show that. they Instead of cutting to Bruce Willis at the end of Split, they cut to to, to um, Glass in his, in his prison, right? Seeing that footage. And he goes, holy shit. You could do the same movie. Bruce Willis had died. The same thing. You could have made thing. a movie there, it's but the I don't movie. think you could make this one. No, because... The ethical dilemma is the problem. Like I said, Glass isn't just trying to show that there are super-powered beings, but he has to have somebody that's willing to stand up for humanity. I mean, they could have been long gone. I guess. And they could have gone and shown he people that the communicate beast was super-powered. He doesn't say that. Like he, but he just... Well, he, he wants to show I mean, people... His that... whole bid to David Dunn at the end is, you've got to break out of that door and come after us. He doesn't have to do that if all he wants to do yeah, is show that, that's that the my beast book. is a I supernatural get and I get it, and being. people that like it doing that one moment, and that's like the one moment that justifies his whole thing, and it just feels like... I don't think it's the one moment, though. That whole in-fight where he's fighting the beast, he's also breaking away to try to save the cops. He's also saving the girls out of the van. You have to have that element here. I guess. I just think I mean, it's so clunky. you got to admit, all that shit is so clunky at the end. And then... He gets I mean, put I'd in... like to see more of that character. I really would, but I, I fully understand why he's not a part of the story that way. But I, I understand. I'm not even saying make him freaking Captain America. I'm just saying, one, I could see it happening without him. But two, if you're going to put him in, make it a little bit more. Because then he gets in the water. We see the flashback for the first time of why he's in water, like water, right? And then two, he busts out of the water. So I guess he has superpowers underwater. That's great. And then he just gets out and dies. It's just a really shitty death, like that. To me, well, to me, maybe. Because to me, I, like, I don't... don't you see the arc of that going? Hey, because Shyamalan's thing is that the, that trauma gives us these powers, right? And in the end, you could say one of the lessons that maybe we can overcome our trauma and get past this stuff. And get like, they, why would you? To me, that feels like a Chekhov's gun kind of situation. Like, why show that flashback? It's just an informational flashback. Because then he just dies. It's well, like, it is, but is we revealed that it, in the first movie. We already saw that. So why we to me when I saw that I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna overcome this. No, just some normal guy. While his son is standing right next to him, why didn't his son knock that damn soldier off of his dad's head? I know he's got a gut. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's, that kid doesn't. I was like, but what I'm saying is, it's just a, 
It's a very. If I have any, it's any a weird anticlimactic clunky. Of those it's a clunky movie, situation. That's a lot of their arcs are sort of reiterative that way because because Glass's last words are to say I wasn't a mistake, which was exactly what his por- point was at the end of Unbreakable. I'll allow that that's a bit clunky. I think it's clunky, and it's just like their plan, and even their plan is like nobody would believe any of those videos. They think they're YouTube. It's just a very, it's a weak, it's just, I get what they're saying. Somebody mentioned, like, what what if the end, they show other people going, like, finding their powers or something? Like, as cheesy as that you might be, that would be think, cool. And you're like, because I'll tell you, I'll give you that in a world in the world we live in, if if you saw a bunch of videos like that, you'd be like, whatever, fake. But the fact that those are specifically out there because they've said more than once throughout the movie that there are other super powered people out there. So this is an affirmation to you. It's like don't let these people convince no, you. No, I get it. It's, it. This is this is t- <clears throat> like I and I hear your argument and I t- I've heard people that like it. I and I don't not like it. You know what I mean? I don't want to like shit on it. It's just. I feel like it's more of like that's a great idea. I just think the execution is super, and it's really just that, that last. It's just that, kind of clunky. Like it's. I'll give you that you that know. part of the execution. And that's what makes it a, a C and not a B plus or an A plus. Like it makes it a C plus for as me. A, like, as a reveal, yeah. the fact I think that they they sacrifice a lot for that reveal because right. when when the tactical guy is dragging him away, you're like, what's going on? Just and then fears- he shoves him in the puddle, and you're like, oh shit, he's they're trying to kill him. You know how, like, and I'm not even, and like... so much is sacrificed in the name of that particular... Reveal. You know how, like, and I'm not even mentioning this because you're like, yeah, you want to be, like, a Marvel movie. You know, like, you know, like the airport fight in Civil War and all these other things, they have a poetry to them. Like, every little bit matters, and it matters down to the, you know... Like, a, I just don't know he's not that kind of filmmaker. He's a very slow, methodical, like... You know what I mean? So, in this situation... Mm-hmm. It's like let's go over here now, and then we're gonna look at okay, let's now let's go over here. Like it just felt so static, and then it's like, and it's like Samuel Jackson's like this isn't a thing, this is an origin story, and like okay, so what? It just nothing. I don't like that. nothing paid off. Like even that could have paid off. Like they just, I felt like they get left a bunch of little little. Like okay, so that's what it's gonna be like. Let's show his backstory. Let's show him underwater. It's like oh, he's gonna overcome that, you know, and show. Cause I I think that's a little better of a me- it's just like a depressing it like I don't know I, I this isn't I'm not even I don't even I would have to think about this if we did like a reconstructive thing you know because I'm not even like I won't loop to you know kill a bunch of star destroyers out of the sky I'm not saying that I'm really not I'm just saying it feels just from a thematic level I feel like David Dunn is just lessened in all these. And hasn't done besides breaking down a door with nobody around. You know what I mean? Like, and that was just because Glass told him to do that shit. That's what I'm saying. He's playing in this thing, and at the end, we're supposed to like, oh, Glass was great because he did this, and he's a murderer. He killed thousands of people. Like, so in the end, it's like his plan worked out. And like, are we supposed to interpret this as like a good ending or like this is like a sad ending? And they go into this <laughs> train. That's a bad scene. They go in this train station with like 10 people in there and they're like just peeking over their shoulders because they, you know, it's just a weird, it's clunky. That's that, That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like I love, I think just the stuff up to the point to they step outside, I think is amazing. And I think at that point it gets, it starts to go, Ooh, this is like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I, you know, I don't even have any kind of overarching, you know, apathy to, or like kind of pathos to it. I'm just... It's just weird, you know? <laughs> I get everybody's thing. I just... And I think it just hits you the right way or not. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. And I and I might appreciate it more if I saw it again. And, like... 
I feel like maybe I should watch it a second time. Because, you know, sometimes, especially if you go in with a little apprehension, like you're more uh, apologetic for a movie. But I I did a lot of... I, that's why I wanted to discuss it, because I did a lot of thinking afterwards, going like, well, did that work or not? And like, no, I feel like, well, looking back on it, I feel, I, I feel pretty that it was pretty solid. Yeah, and that's right. Mine wasn't I, intellectualizing in the moment. I just kind of was a little let down. And it's more my intellectualizing is figuring out why I was let down by it. And I think, but but I, well, I agree I, with you because I mean, you could go by, back and watch Unbreakable, and that's the character. That's who he is. You know, he's yeah. He like, doesn't have a but, whole lot of agency. But, like he's just kind of sitting around working a nothing job until a crazy guy tells him that he's a superhero. And I get that, and maybe it doesn't work in this movie. But maybe I just kind of think the movie was about the beast and him towards the end. Like maybe kill him off towards the beginning, David. You know what I mean? I just felt like the end. I just, I, I disagree that he has no part in that ending though. I just I, I just wish I I just I wish I'd seen more from him. He's just such a passive character. He's the least interesting thing about the movie, and he's the one that started it all. It's kind of just a, that's more my like. You kind of want to see that character be more than what he was. I don't. You know what I mean? And and that might be my fault, and that might be my expect you know expectation. I kind of feel like part of. Like what makes his character work though in the movie is that, like I said, this movie's told from Glass's point of view, and his master plan is to say that, well, you helping all those people wasn't what I had in mind. It's like, but that's everything a superhero is supposed to be. Right. Like that idea that you're supposed to be out there doing more and doing something bigger, like that's villain thinking. But a superhero just uses the strength that he has to help as many people as he can. That's enough. Yeah, you could say like. I think that that I think that's properly represented in this in this movie, and I don't, I don't think we should throw no, that I out think that's, as, as being unimportant. No, I think that's totally valid. I just think more it's like the combination of that, and then the movie basically kind of ending like Glass was right the entire time. You know what I mean? Like I kind of wish it. Like again, I kind of wish that it's his POV. Like, I, but not when he dies, though. Not but not right. after he dies. I'm more after he dies, his plan works out to where. But that's because it's he, his plan. It takes his plan takes into account his death. They're carrying but, out. But but you his understand the cognitive dissonance. But I understand that. But don't you understand like the, the weird cognitive dissonance though between a mass murderer's plan? Like well, Adolf like Hitler's plan worked, and he just wanted people to see these people. So we're just gonna smile at the end and be happy about. It. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing. Like it's it's not like it's not. This is my more my big of issue. It's not like a civil war situation where. Iron Man and Steve Rogers having a fundamental disagreement about the same thing, right? Like if you just, what you just said, a hero's not about that. It's about doing this, this, and this. But to Shyamalan's idea is that Glass is right. I just don't so, know so, that so, that's so, what he's trying to communicate. Like the movie is showing the fruition of that plan as though it's right, but I don't know. I don't know that Shyamalan is trying to say that that is the correct thing because we don't see the result of it. But we see all three of them smiling and holding each other's hands as they do it willingly. That's my. That's kind of my issue. Well, it's I, like we don't. We don't I, just see it go out. Like it's not like, you know, like at the end of keeping Marvel movies. Like you know, Black Widow puts all the shield shit online, right? And we don't see the play out of that. She just does it, and maybe you see it go out, and who knows if that was a great idea or not. But we can assume that everybody that was involved with that discussion thought it was a good idea to do it. There wasn't there wasn't a discourse within the movie where other people were representing the idea that it was a terrible thing to but do. But don't you see the, how that's a kind of an issue? I just think that's an issue with the thing that like 
I think it's more like know. Watchmen, though. How it, Watchmen, but it doesn't play as it. But it doesn't. His plan has come to fruition. They're all like, but, uh, well, yeah, we but Ozymandias. I get it, but Ozymandias didn't kill thousands of people to try to just prove that plan, though. He did, that's, though. He exactly. Not, did. Well, I guess, but <laughs> you don't. That's well, the I'm whole thinking story. about. I'm thinking about the movie, though. But I'm like, I'm yeah. But you're right. But you don't like him. That's not the point of it, though. Like it's. But what I mean like, is, at the end, the heroes decide to go along with it because that's the what they think is the better outcome. There's no way to turn it around. But David Dunn never decided to go along with it. That's my point. But though. his he son didn't... is. At the yeah, end, they're like, "Well, this is the best option we have to play at this point." It's not. I not guess, but it's played. What it, Glass did, but this I is guess all we maybe have. I I would hold that argument more if they just took out the last ending and it just went out to news sources or something. You know what I mean? They play it. They do a real cheesy ending. Within that train station, where it's like supposed to be this feel good kind of thing, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. I Maybe guess. this was a. I, I kind of like it was a tragedy. This shit was all a tragedy, and the feed went out to the public. Right? They don't have to have them holding hands, the three of them together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird. I guess, but like, to me, also the the reason the three of those are together are not because they think that Glass's plan is the best idea, but they're the survivors of that event. I guess, but I also think maybe it's just too much of a thing, though. I don't know. Like, maybe they shouldn't have raised the stakes so high in that first Unbreakable. He killed thousands of people. Well, I don't and think the purpose uh, of the movie is to say that Glass is right. I think. Yeah, it might but be we're supposed to think. Question th- as to whether or not he is, but again, but I, do I mean, think the even involving movie... his mother character and all that stuff, you're supposed to relate to him more, and then sure, I don't, think... and it's just, it's I just, don't, a I don't weird... think you're ever supposed to lose sight of the fact that he's I think this... in some way. I think a movie should be called False Equivalency. It's like, you know, let's get a Republican <laughs> and Democrat on this thing and talk about... I feel like that's the that's the problem I have with this movie. Like, it says, take out all the action. I'm not talking about the action. The reason we love Civil War, right, is that they both have an argument. You're like, oh, man, I don't know. This is, They both have a great argument. My problem with this movie, there's no argument. He's having an argument with himself. Beast is doing whatever he's doing. And David Dunn's like, hey, guys, we're here. I, I mean, kind of feel like do? if you there's take no, all three there's no movies, emotion. though, Unbreakable is told from David Dunn's perspective. No, I get completely. it. Split I get it. It's almost just completely from Kevin's. Perspective. They don't have all three of them have a showdown in Glasses movie. Then that's more my what I'm saying though. I, I, the I fact might agree that you, with that. Yeah, but the I fact I that you had that, again, I feel like the expectation I feel like, that it was supposed to be the showdown was part of that story. Though I kind it of feel like intended to be that. And it's just a we. It just feels like it's just clunky. I get. I get it. I'm not even like shitting on this. I, I maybe I am, but like I'm just. It's just kind of weird to me that the most thematically, like the one that's like in the in the of all those three people, like say there's a false equivalency, the one that's just supposed to be the muscle, which is the beast, right? In this situation, right? He doesn't represent another few. He's caught up in this the same way, but he doesn't represent a virtue like. David Dunn does. He's the most interesting thing of the, all these movies. <laughs> like, it's just a weird. Well, that might be because James McAvoy is amazing too. You know. Well, I think the be... Beast comes off as a sort of uh, morally neutral. I mean, he does horrible. things. I know, but but, but he's the most interesting and like he doesn't they, he represent shouldn't... a moral. The thing that that the missed. But you know what I mean? Like Ant Man shouldn't be the Ant Man shouldn't be the most interesting thing in that Civil War fight. Right, I mean Ant Man is because well Hawkeye. Let's say well, Hawkeye, for instance. I think Hawkeye doesn't come in. It's like he's the most. Is an exaggerated version version of the Hulk. The Hulk is off on a planet, just murdering people in an arena. But, but you, like, but see they what I'm don't saying? focus that on on that. This is a, it's a cerebral thing, and we're gonna say, well, Dave Dunn's gonna be very passive. He's not gonna do much, but it's about his being there, and that it's important for him just at least to be there and die in that puddle, face down, right? And and it's important to glass just to get hugged once and just fall on the ground. It's just very anti. 
all that stuff's fine. If we say that's important, the beast is still the most interesting human being in the movie. Like this could have mm-hmm. been split through two to me. Well, in a way it was so split than, two. I, I feel like this is a better split two than it was an unbreakable two or glass. That's more my point. Like he's the character I cared about actually the most. And his, his story was interesting. You know what I mean? The missed like, opportunity for the beast to me. And this is the only thing, especially when he said, this is an origin story. I thought maybe they're going this way is because he keeps going on. like, I am the champion of the broken. It's like, you want somebody to just take him aside and go, everybody's broken. Like, don't you get that? Like, if you're right. wanting to be a champion of the broken, then you have an opportunity to use your I power just, for that. And yeah. that's a mis- <laughs> to me, that's thematically the missed opportunity of this movie. And and maybe that's just the just a um, and it's thematic missed opportunity. And maybe it's just the nature of this thing because, I mean, you know, Glass is a talker. We get to see what his whole thing is. We spent a whole movie exploring split. You know, Kevin's personalities and others. In this movie, he talks more than anybody. I kind of and feel the, like and if we didn't have 20 years of expectation of wanting anything, to see you know, an unbreakable so you, sequel, that this wouldn't be this big a problem. What'd you like, say? When you see these as three relatively small movies, I think that they flow well into each other. But the idea that we saw Unbreakable so long ago, and they're like, oh, now we have this sort of shared universe where Unbreakable's going to come back. And for just a minute, you think, well, Shyamalan's going to have like a comic book universe. Like, well, no, these are still just three smaller well, here's an, stories. Well, here's another thought exercise too. Like, you could almost take Glass and, like, I think you could have just made this a split too, and then you take those two characters out, and it would just be interesting. But like, don't you, you think know, it's more interesting though that they did it this way than if they? It's had done sort that? of interesting, but it's like okay, but it it did twenty percent of what their potential could have been. You know, what I, mean? I don't know what you like. I'd have to think about this. We'd have to do some kind of. I don't know. Maybe we should do a how we should. Yeah, should we should do, do a reconstructive. Maybe craze. we should see if we can do if if we can conceptualize because that to me is I, a difficult exercise when you start no, thinking. I, well, what I, did I, I think they should have done? And that, yeah, and I'm not even yeah, I'm not. I love Shyamalan, and I hope he keeps making movies. This movie made a bunch of money, and so he's even more rich, so he'll keep making movies. I'm glad for that. This one, I just and I'd have to really think about this. If like I was like, well, I don't know what I do. Like yeah, I have to. I don't want to get. Criticism. I don't want to get into the. I wish you know Luke would pull down star destroyers from the sky. I don't want to get into that territory because maybe I don't come up with something. It's like oh, I guess this is the best they could do. And I need to watch it again too. I need to really because I mean, even though I think I'm pretty objective watching it, I you know I might have been expecting something, and I and I would like to watch it again, not knowing what's going to happen, so that I can kind of find the nuance that I might have missed. The first time, yeah, I'm but I don't think about, I think every there I think could if be you some like more this... discussion that needs because to me I can get like I can go come out of the movie and say I can see how some people are disappointed in that, but I can't see how some but like how you could be upset because to me and this is where I think the village broke the rules. Like I think what happens within the story has to be fair and just within the framework of the story itself, and when I see. I could see that happening in the story. That's not what I wanted to happen in the story, but I could see with what the world they built and what they were building too. I could see that happening in the story, and I'm okay with it. Like I see what they were telling. Like and the, that's, the, the and death of David Dunn to me falls in that category. It's like that's not what I would have wanted to happen. But when I go over the events, I don't see any foul play. I don't see any foul play, but I kind of judge. You know, like I can only judge. This is not any. This is not saying I'm not getting. I'm saying I think people like those two movies. Just see this movie in theater, but I, I can only judge by my initial, like beat to beat reaction at first. You know, go okay, okay, cool. This is, oh, not neat because I mean that's part of storytelling, right? You know, you're leading people along, you get them to the point. And that's why 
things he's done. Like six, seven, the other stuff is really amazing. And you're like, okay, cool. And if I get disappointed by it, I can go back and I, I agree with you. I can go back and rationalize like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. But I can still go. And then part of me and like that's maybe our curse is that I started to go, you know, but it could have been better. You should have had a more thematic thing for that guy. You know, so I start thinking along those lines, but mm-hmm. I'm only judging based on my initial just beats of just innocent and just go, oh, okay. Okay. That's why sure. I'd like to see the renegade <laughs> yeah. cut guy do uh, glass because usually, you know, we try to do this when we break up a movie, try to dissect it and say, you know, what didn't work and why didn't it work? And from a, from a perspective of how they told the story. And I think that guy has got a really keen eye for that. Because even with Man of Steel, which I was an apologist for Man of Steel for a while, and but when like someone breaks it down, like here's all the things going on in the story and why, like based on plot construction, it's not working. Well, and that's why this is the inherently flaw of this process we do because we see it once in the theater and go, yeah. Okay, well, this is what I thought. But that's good you for know. initial reaction. Then we yeah. come back later. I, I think that's a perfect... Because you have to see the movie Yeah, we're first. not analyzing it as much. Because really, all I can analyze right now is my initial roller coaster of emotions. And go, okay, I felt yeah. that. I felt that. felt that. I felt a little let down. And that's where it should go, come from. You know, we yeah. like movies. We're enjoying right. movies. I don't want to. I don't want to just run everything through a computer in my head. But there's so much good stuff. I also but... feel bad for not like calling out the good stuff in this movie that one scene where he gets that tall guy to stand in front of the light that's what i'm saying everything with james mcavoy is amazing he should win an oscar for the stuff he does in these movies because he's he's awesome here's the best line in this movie is like the one orderly guy is on the phone he's like i'm just asking you that if if there's a if there's a package on the porch that you take it into the house instead of stepping (laughs) over it on your way in (laughs) that that tells the whole story of that guy's life and like that's such a real moment from an otherwise uninteresting character. And, and this movie, the the one thing that I'll forgive that it's like so clunky, but it's like it wouldn't have been a Shyamalan or KMO without being as clunky as that was. What a weird scene because he comes out and maybe I remember. Remember when you worked because at that he was place in Split was too. In remember too? he was in Split too. And remember he goes, it, it's a weird scene between the son and father. He's like, go for a walk. No, you shouldn't go for a walk. He's like, I think you should let him go for a walk. Like it's Jesus. a we- it, it, it plays for laughs because everybody laughed in the theater. So, but it's a weird scene where he's like, I'm really just doing good. My life is positivity and all this stuff. He's like, I, I, it's like that. I'll accept that because the whole point of Shyamalan's things is that they're so clunky. Like his cameos is like, oh, I got it. That's good. That's yeah, him good. just having a regular cameo, I'm fine with. That's what made the village so bad. It's like, don't come out. That's what. One of the criticisms I heard of Lady in the Water when it first came out, it's like, are you telling me after you made The Village, the very next movie, you're going to cast yourself as the world's greatest writer? Like, (laughs) that was bad casting. Right. So when he's just doing a straight-up cameo, much better, much better. Was he in Sixth Sense? Yeah, he played a doctor. Oh, that's right. And he played the guy, the thing, and that. And where did he come in and split, though? I don't remember him. He's the same character in Split, they said, that he appears for a second. I'd have to see it. So much of Split takes place in that basement, I don't even remember. Maybe he was in the mall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I, it's just, it's just, yeah, that's my biggest thing. I, coming out of this, out of these movies where I was like, I loved Unbreakable, it was great, but it just feels, that's kind of the emotional feeling I felt, like coming out of it, 
it's weird for me to feel more emotionally connected to Split and James McAvoy in this movie and not to the original characters coming in. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt, I was like, I wanted them to, I didn't want, you know, crazy bombast, but I just wanted them to fill in what he did with some, and maybe that's just inherently hard because what he did is, it's like, you know, that's a lot of showmanship. And they didn't, that wasn't what Embraco was about. Those are two very different movies. No, he's a very, the character is very, underplayed like he's a very soft-spoken and they let him do they let him do way more in this movie james mcavoy so it's like he just inherently steals the show you know and then just glasses plan wasn't really great i mean he stole the thing and changed the laser and he made him put cameras but that was really rushed because you don't have cameras in your middle it's just that's that stuff was just like i i don't yeah it's just I wish that just from a you know just a dumb superhero standpoint, I was like he's you want him his plans to be like crazy smart, you know. And in the first one, it is crazy smart because in a horrific way, you're like, oh my god, you've been <laughs> arranging all the these terrorist attacks for years. But you and then they 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 get away with a cheat in that one because you don't have to see what he did to make those pull those off. You know, you just saw that right. he did it. You assume he must be yeah. smart. Yeah. Well, and that's and, sort of the assumption in this movie is that he's crazy smart. And he does smart things. Like, he bypasses their security. But it, it has a watchman sort of feels like, you're, like, so crazy smart. This is a weird plan. It's just a weird plan, though, because he's like, maybe just that they play up the reveal. Like, you knew all along. You made me do the cameras all along. I was like, somebody could have been out there on their phone and it would have the same effect. Yeah, like the son could have been holding his phone up. I would his, assume that his plan would be to take it to a different venue if you didn't put in a hundred like, cameras. Yeah, you could have just gone to that vent. That's what I'm saying, though. It, like it's a meta thing because they didn't go to that venue because of budget, <laughs> right? So well, yeah, it's you sort of like, just like we're like we're gonna spray like nine thousand gallons of water in here off screen. Well, that's what but I'm when saying, we though. Back here, the, the hoses will be dripping. I mean, as much as we're saying, like, it's so funny they mention that tower and they don't go to it. That's but it's, I, but I it's, actually like that. It's sort I, of a no, stroke of brilliance. I like that, but let's analyze that decision as much as we're going to analyze the other stuff in it. That's because they didn't have the budget for it. Because And also, Glass's plan is not as interesting. If they just, just go to that place and you'll get plenty of cameras watching you, and then the whole thing's solved. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just go to that. Like, if you had $100 million, you would have gone there, and then you wouldn't have had this weird camera thing. And people well, watch. I kind of feel have like seen it. You know, they would have had witnesses. Part of Glass's plan was also to, to reveal this weird group that was trying to, to hide them. But they it's don't really just... reveal that group, though. Well, they show the, the they show the tactical unit murdering the superhero. I guess, but there's no reason for them to just do that. It's a police officer, though. And you have to realize he wanted David Dunn to die there because he's the one that tells the Beast what his weakness is. He doesn't have to tell him that. He wants David Dunn to be killed in that so that he wants people to see them murdering him. Yeah, but it's just, I just, you know, that's, it's just clunky. It just doesn't, like, it's like, it's it's strong as the Sixth Sense is, you know, like what you just said. You go back, it's boom, boom, boom. Strong as Game of Thrones Red Wedding. You're like, what a twist. And you go, no, that makes total sense. Boom, 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 boom. This is just like. Here's the whole problem. And this is, Game of Thrones is going to have this problem, although they're probably going to throw money at it. But the problem is, like, building up to something big is a much more interesting story than doing the something big. This movie is trying to straddle that line behind yeah, having. That's what like, I'm saying. I think maybe they should have gone a little more cerebral and not even got to the point where there's a standoff because the standoff was just maybe. Was underwhelming. Keep the to whole me. thing with them being analyzed yeah, in that insane asylum. That was an interesting story. 
Do something. I can agree with that. You know, that that's more my thing, though. It's like, can I get this? There's a mythic quality to this. You see Hero stand up for what he believes in. He fights the mythical beast. He defeats the beast. And he dies fighting to protect people. But that's I get, a hero's art I, all the way. But I think that on video, that's not... It just sucks. Nobody cares about that. If you did that in a square with 100 people around, they would just totally understand what that meant. And they'd see it. And they go, holy shit. To me, BVS did the big, like, bombastic, like, death scene for Not make it bombastic, it make, the same, at all. make it the same scene, just with 100 people around, with witnesses. The movie didn't have enough money to have that many extras around. That's my point. I so guess it's, it's true. like it's It like, didn't have to happen in a parking lot. It could have happened just, like, further down the street, out at the street level. And then you go, oh, then people would have been doing like what they did at the end of Avengers. Remember the first Avengers? Where people were like, I saw him. You could end it with a montage like that. Like, it was crazy. He did it like. That's what people believe. They don't believe any video. Everything's fake. I, I guess I could see that. You know what I mean? Like, that's more of my. It's just a missed note of. Like, when the Avengers ends with that, you're like, yeah, of course. They were doing that stuff. You don't have to end this with that. We get it. <laughs> but this movie needed that. It didn't need those guys sitting in the train station. It needed them pouring out onto the street for a second to have the same action scene happen. Not even any bombasting more. Just him punching the thing, bending the steel, nothing more crazy. Just put 50 more people around him, and then it could have ended with, I saw him and all the cell phone coverage of it. And there's real people seeing it. That's more authentic. And it they wasn't can't cover up if a bunch of if there's a bunch of witnesses. So. Yeah, and then it wasn't Glass's plan, and it wasn't like that would have felt better for me. Like, and it's the same story. It's just like, oh, cool, I get it. It's real. Like, like he, I get it. He was sympathetic. Yeah, it's called Glass, and yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> I, I feel bad for shitting on it because I, it's, it's more like it's just this one's not totally reconstructive. It's like it's slightly. <laughs> Steer it that way, and I would think I'd have felt better. I have a hard time because I really am but grading, that's the grading stuff on a movie. curve because I'm really happy for him to not blow it when he got my like when he got me excited about something. I don't feel like he blew it, so I'm willing to give him a little bit of a curve. That like you were in unsure territory. Nobody like nobody's made a movie quite like this. No, he didn't. I mean, yeah, he didn't mm-hmm. happen to get or anything. So yeah, we'll be happy with it. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, it is a little bit like I'll give I'll give you some of that. But it's just like, yeah, I, you know, again, I'm sorry. I should just, you know, yeah, I, lo- I just told you how much I love Signs. Signs is great, and it has a clunky-ass last 20 minutes. And that's what this is. So it's like, yeah, that's what Shyamalan does. He just does great stuff, great scenes. It's like, yeah, it's all right. It's clunky, but I get it. I get what he's going for. So I, I feel guilty because I just said, well, that's earnest. And so I'll accept that. I just need to see it a few more times. I if, think. I, if I could doctor your script a little, I would definitely take out all of the rampant references about comic books, we get it. That's glasses. The limited Everybody edition, whatever have, showdown or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, stop it! Like that's what it's like a mentioned. Galaxy Quest, where suddenly, like, because they fashioned their society after this TV show, suddenly the mechanics of the universe, like, well, we don't know what the Omega Thirteen is. Like, it's a made-up thing from your TV show. That's what. It that's what exist. somebody mentioned in this thing because it's like. Man, Unbreakable came out way before any of the superhero. We live the only comic book, only movies that get made now are comic book movies. So they're like saying these are people that like the movie. They're like, it's a little condescending when you start talking down to us about comic book movies. And so I was like, we get it, we get it, we get it now. Yeah, stop <laughs> so, telling us how Superman got his powers. We know, like that's I and I think that wasn't necessary because that's Glass's mentality. Like the yeah. rest of them studying comic books. I think it would have been more interesting in the story if they had started studying comic books to sort of get a handle I on kind where of, he was at, like I where kind his of, plans would go. Yeah, that's that's maybe I also gets to my point too. Like as much as I'm disappointed as David Dunn, I'm just disappointed with Glass too. He has to say, like you said, it's repetitive. 
the same point. There's no development. You know what I mean? There's no like, oh, also this. Also, I'm going to show you how smart I am. Also, it's not just this I'm worried about. It's this. Also, I knew about those people, but he doesn't necessarily, you don't get the picture that he does well, or not. It doesn't matter, you know? Like, just so you understand, there's nothing truly altruistic about Glass. If there's anything you can take away from this, is like that is all he's ever trying to prove. Right. There's no amount of collateral damage that is too much to prove to him that he wasn't born a mistake. And that's why that's that's basically that's literally I will just that's the one word I'll put in the last thirty minutes if I have any complaint. It's just anticlimactic. That scene to the results of that, what he wants to get out of it, is anticlimactic. And I almost think. My reconstructive, just in my first pass it, pull it out into the street, like I said, have him do it in front of some people. That makes it a little more climatic and makes the ending way more climatic because you're like, oh, cool. They got what they wanted. They remembered. I get it. <laughs> you know, like. Well, my question is, like, when David Dunn's son reveals, like, the big thing about uh, Kevin's dad and Glass says, not yet. What was the proper point that he wanted that revealed? Because everything else seemed to play out about the way that Glass had planned. Yeah. What was his plan for that to come out? I don't know. Like, what they're not showing, though, and what this is the world we live in, and I can't escape it, I'm sorry, is them posting that crap, going to YouTube, the, all the people watching it. Let's scroll down the first comment. Fake news. Done. Movie well, over. Like I said, like that's my point. It's like those stories are like, out there for all the potentially superpowered people that might disbelieve in themselves. But to we don't see, see that. that though. That's what I'm saying though. We don't have the budget to also see I that as well. You, you know, that you that having and maybe he didn't want to take it there because he didn't want. Because I I still yeah the budget to take it there wasn't, too and the time probably to take it well, there as well. You, you yeah. could have created some kind of superpower thing that wasn't very effects heavy to say that that somebody heard it who needed to hear it. But he may have wanted to leave that open-ended to say, well, we're not definitely saying that what Glass does is well, the I right think, thing. But I think that the, the magic, if you're trying to say it, the sense of wonder we're kind of bring out and the magic does exist and super, that's what Chronicle does. And you see those views of that movie Chronicle from the street level, the superheroes fighting, and the people are kind of, whoa, that's what you needed. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. that. You know, like I could see where that would have made the movie stronger. It would just made it hit and feel like boom, it like ah uh, yeah it, yeah. It would have communicated the point with an easier flow if if they didn't have to like post something themselves from the internet. Like you said, if if you just create an event, the hundred eyewitnesses are not gonna yeah. And there's a helicopter and they can all see it. And you're like it's a and live. There was event. no reason for him to not want that. Like if you get that footage and you're thinking this is the this is footage from the movie Glass. <laughs> that's what that's basically what it looks like. You're like, except, <laughs> except I, for, watch him bend this, watch him bend this steel bar very slowly. Is, <laughs> like, <laughs> as slow it as you take can. way too much time. There was other shit going on that bothered me. Yeah. Like, they're fine. Get up. The like, other guys are getting let's, eaten. Let's up his strength just a little bit. Like, that's not a hard effect to do. You know what I mean? Like, let's just up it a little bit for this. Just speed up the film. Captain America does a little, he's a little bit stronger every time, you know? <laughs> the the thing I will give that that he may not have wanted the, to take the fight to a public place was just because I do kind of feel like he wanted that confrontation where the bad guys would kill them and that would be on film too. So what? that he's helping to expose that group and what they're doing. Well, I think so he it's wanted not to just get there. saying to people you you have powers, but also to say to people. 
that there's a threat out there. But that's that's also why it's a little iffy, though, because he didn't say, come stop us in the courtyard. He just said, done, you got to get out of here, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, he, could, yeah. you can assume that he thought of that tower, right? That's the plan. That's what it's all leading to, and they don't do that. So you're like, well, did he mean here? Or did he mean there? Because that would have been better. Mm. But well, I don't know. Like, I get the feeling for the movie that he meant for it all to happen there in the park. I guess. It's just so, if you know, you have to start doing a lot of gymnastics, like... Like to, I, and I get it. It's fine. It's, well, that's yeah. where you have to start dissecting. What is this done in terms of just to be a movie reveal versus what's necessary within the story? Like some of that stuff, I do feel like it may have just come off wrong because he was saving the reveal for us, and that is a weakness that Shyamalan has always had. What's the what reveal? Well, that whole idea of like, oh, this is this is my big moment. Oh, it was yeah. never about the tower and all that. It's like that's a big reveal to us. But within the story, is that was that really his? I don't why know. is that necessary to be his? That's plan? what I'm saying. It's just not locked tight. It's not six cents tight. It's just yeah. I I definitely agree with that. But I I do rate on the curve too that he's venturing out into broader territory with this. this well, is this like is a, a different crossover movie. This movie. Like a... It's a bigger superhero kind oh, of movie. And... It's a movie that takes into account that superhero movies exist now. Well, and that's the, the thing the... too. I don't think you need a. Tw- I'm not even saying. I don't even think you need a twist to this movie. I think. There's the shit like my, his mastermind was just to get out of there and it could have maybe been harder. They got out of there. They went, they spilled out into this thing that happened. Everybody saw it. That's the aftermath. That's just what it is. It wasn't anybody's master plan. That's just what happened. And he got what he wanted. Tragically, he died. Everybody died. But in the end, Mr. Glass, who, who originated this whole series from what he started with a train crash, right? He got what he wanted in a way, but it was, it's tragic, but and the, I like the yeah. reveal about Kevin. I we called that early when we saw Split. We're like, "Oh, his dad got on a train." Oh yeah, and they did we say that. Did, we movie. did say that. Yeah, because he was in that. I thought they said that, and no, they just hinted at it because he went into the train to turn he into said, the You're beast. obsessed with trains because your dad got on a train. And yeah, he, and, and he, he went into the train like, to turn oh, into the. Shit. He went into the train to turn into the beast when he turned yeah. into. Yeah, I just love that. That just real quick. That's the other thing too. That again. Those are the fun things about sequels, you know, with superheroes that you get to play with powers. And that we didn't have any fun with David Dunn and his powers. It's just the same thing. They're kind of underwhelming. Mr. Glass was not as smart as he was in the first one. But Kevin, I just love that, that he's just it, – it's a cool mechanic that he has to stop. He goes into eat those homeless people, I guess. That's what he's doing, you know. The moment he's like – he's the kid and he just starts to take off. He has, I'm assuming you didn't eat the homeless people because they're definitely broken. So he just I has to he eat people. Transforming in front of them just because maybe, you know. But I just like that idea that he has to. It's very specific. He eats cheerleaders. It's just That's very specific. Thing. He has to go take off his shirt and then he can turn into it. Like and then it's like, but then it gets just funny when they're like escaping. He's the beast. He turns back into something. It's like shit. There's like two more guards. Crap. Hold on. And he has to take his shirt off again. <laughs> oh, He's like, go ahead. And like it's just a. But you see him doing it in the background. That's what Shambhala is so great at. Like the kind of foreground background stuff. You see him like, and then he kind of was like, that's fun. All that stuff is great. I love all those. What things. I like is that Shyamalan definitely has a type. Whenever you're like gonna pick somebody who's definitely never felt any pain, it's a stuck up teenage girl. Yeah. That's and the assumption every time. Cheerleader outfits in the middle of the city. Just like, okay, this is fine. Now, within the story, that makes sense. Because there was, in Split, there was that whole story about how, like, the, the girls went up to him in the zoo. And they put his hands on her breasts as a dare. Like, right. so in his mind, these girls that have never known a moment's pain. Right. That they, 
they're represented by those girls that did that. But I'm just saying, in the movies, it seems like Shyamalan has a definite type when it comes to just picking someone who's definitely never had a care in the world. Yeah. I Yeah. It's fun. Well, cool. James McAvoy, again, That's it's almost a tragedy Good. of it. I think he's the MVP, and he has the least amount to do with the theme of it. <laughs> like, he should be the third-hander of it. Well, and he's like In a lot of ways, it's a split sequel because they... they you know, Yeah, it feels like they, a split sequel. Him, and they got the girl from Split, and... And she's fine now. And <laughs> like, they address those. Yeah, they they actually address those issues. I do love like, that as they far have as the character s- growth. That's the most that you're gonna see. And I do love they have the son, the actual actor from the first one too. Which is oh, great. I think it's, it's awesome. great. And they show us like, are they gonna get uh, what's her name? Uh, Princess Buttercup. And they have a back of the head like, yeah, she died. cameo okay. for Robin Wright. Yeah, Robin you Wright know died. she's not gonna like, be in the movie when you just see the back of her head. They're like, oh yeah. But all that like, stuff was good. And the only I also wish they had done more. Like I. I it just feels weird that he's just for twenty years he's just been walking in circles and just hitting people that like, I don't know. I that was fine. It was enough. It was enough. That's just me going back and going. Wait a second. But yeah, I like. I love to that. To me, it was worthwhile to see that that character has been doing that, and there's personal growth. He owns his own company now. Yeah, done a little done bit more. Securities. Yeah, they sell his stuff. It's good. It's like all that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And you assume that the son, even though he may not have superpowers, is going to continue to try to help people. What There's... do they call them? Tinderfoot or something? Or Tinder t- toes or something? Like, tiptoe, man. Yeah, like, don't say that. <laughs> the, they call you the What do they call man. him in the first Overseer. one? Overseer. Do they have a name for him in the first one? Mm-mm. Does he wear raincoat because he's done to rain, to water? The water thing, I've, I'm kind of surprised. I didn't remember that. Well... In Unbreakable, he wore the the slicker because it was just the closest thing to wearing a cape. But it was also but, but to protect his identity. That water and it said security on it. Was that water? Yeah, the fact that it, I guess the fact that it's waterproof is also like speaks. To that his. was the big deal in the first one. I don't remember the water thing at all. Yeah, that was a big deal because that was the point. Like the movies are fairly mirrored in that because there's a point where they question whether any of it is real. Okay, and. In Unbreakable, it's when, so when he, he comes drinks and he says, water, or when he just I, is in water. Well, he can drown. They make it look like if he's in water, he just loses his powers. But it's the fact that he's susceptible to drowning. He almost drowned in that tank, and that's why he was weak. Well, then they hit. They, were able they to hit it. Him off. Well, they they make it look like this one. That's his kryptonite. Yeah, but water just touching him is not going to make him well, weaker. But he wouldn't. Yeah, but he wouldn't be weak from just sitting in there. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah. But just the fact that if he comes into, if he almost drowns, then it takes him a minute to recover, like his powers. Yeah. But but yeah, that's not as big a deal in Unbreakable. Like in this, it like makes it look like he loses his superpowers, which he doesn't do because he broke that tank from inside. Yeah, which is yeah, it's just. I don't want to get into it again. <laughs> I just don't like that last part. Once they step outside, I don't like it. I love the moment where they're standing there like, yes! And then it just all disappointed me from that. <laughs> that's a, that's really a fact. I, I did have no disappointment the whole movie up to that point. <laughs> so I just don't see where that scene goes, besides some of the notes that we talked about. I don't about. either. Like, I'd have to think about it. Watching the two of them fight each other physically, there's not and That's not what more. I'm even saying. You know what I'm saying, though. I mean, I'm just more thematically. So I just wanted more of a... 
there to be some crux of an argument or it just more felt like well, these three people are the here argument, and we kind of get out and you get out and we're just kind of hit each other for a second and then we'll die. Because the argument turns out not to be amongst them, but between them and the so-called normal people. I guess, that's, but I guess that like, turns out to be the argument. But that's a whole like, introduced concept really weirdly in this too. That's what I'm saying though. It doesn't feel, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, and like, I get that yeah. because it that's it comes out as a reveal, so you you're having to adjust to the shift. And so well, the weirdest secret society that do their meetings in restaurants, and if a normal person walked in, they had to stop until that person finishes eating. He's like, wait till he finishes. But what's weird he is tips. if a normal person comes in, we all have to pretend I know. we're having other and You have to wait for him to eat his burger and then walk out and like, okay, now let's start again. Hold on, here we go. And then we close it's the door like, behind him and everyone. It's like, just put a private party on the fucking door, dude. It's like, what are you doing? Like, I've been <laughs> saying we should invest in offices forever. It's like, it's not that hard to just meet in a conference area somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like there's if we a, can all walk around with a clover, you know when you go to hotel, we can have an office. Space. You know when you go to hotels, there's a bunch of business like rooms, like huge rooms that people do conferences in. Just go in one of those. Yeah. Or we could buy like one house. I was like, so this is me, the afraid. bartenders and all the waitresses and waiters are part of this. Instead, is, we have to run a fucking restaurant all this three, forever, every day of the year. Goddamn three clover society. That's how normal the norm squad they are. Like, <laughs> we're not four leaf clover, three leaf clovers. Everybody's not special. <laughs> I love it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We're not special. <laughs> yeah. We actually illuminate the special yeah, thing. It's, just, it's, it, it's Shyamalan all the way. It's like, you gotta love him. Like, that's, it's, that's what it is. Like, you, I kind of grade it on a curve just because it's him and he's gonna bring cool ideas and that's fine. It's good. I think it's fine. Like, again, as much as we crap on Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar, you got to go watch the Nick Nola movie because they swing for the fences. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's, it's going to be – they're going to break some windows doing that, you know. But I guess, yeah, you have to reward that level of confidence sometimes. When it works, it really works, and when it doesn't – I just get worried when they run out of – they just get dis in touch with human enjoyment of a movie. That's when I start – I have problems, but – I, for the most part, I just appreciate the premises they have, and you know that gets us thinking. Yeah, and I don't think this one challenged. Like to me, I walked away. I enjoyed this movie, so th nothing happened in this movie that made me like, meh. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't totally. I think. I mean, I feel bad partially because a lot of times we just automatically reconstruct a critic. You know, it's like, man, I think I would have, you know, and I start. So I don't know how much of that's me and how much of that's a normal person because most people I talk to love Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> so that I don't, but I can't understand. Well, I don't. That. We don't, don't have care. to get into that now. But most yeah, people I know no, is like it's, it's pretty good. Like, well, I don't want to feel like getting. You know, sometimes after a few years, you'll like think, well, maybe I'll go watch it again, and maybe I'll see it with different eyes. Like, no, I told you I did that with Interstellar, and I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> like this. Yeah, worse. <laughs> yeah, bad. I like Justice yeah. League more the fourth time I watched it <laughs> after Aquaman, and I can't watch. <laughs> Interstellar was probably my most looked forward to movie of the, the last decade. <laughs> well, there's some there's some logic there because yeah. it's like we were saying with Prometheus. Like Prometheus had a lot of problems, but but we said you know if they did the right kind of follow up to Prometheus, it'd be great. It would it, it would be fine. But then they made Covenant, and you're like, nope, it's all trash. It's, all, it's like nothing in it's like Prometheus. Man of Steel's works. okay. Yeah, Paul Kent's a little bit of a pessimist, but. But they can pull they this, can around this around in the part two. Pull it around, like, and they're like, nope, nope it's, all it's all garbage, garbage now. now. <laughs> it's like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. And we, yeah, just like, go listen to five years ago on this show. We're just so, like, 
embarrassing because we're just like, no, no, they're gonna. As much as we talked about BVS being good, we talked about BVS possibly being great before it came out. You know, we did. The thing is. I feel like that gives us credibility. Yeah, I do. People will come yeah. in and they're like, oh, you just don't like, like whatever. No. We invested we, in that. We, we so we invested that movie. saying it's just a part mm. one of this origin story for Superman. It's going to be great. We so yeah, look forward to it. Give it some time that. to flesh itself out. And then it turns, like, how are we not, what's more, I don't know what's more open-minded what's more than defending in something yeah. up until the moment <laughs> yeah. that you see it. Like, we defended it till the second we saw it. And that's what tipped it. Yeah, I was like, no. Nope. couldn't defend <laughs> nope. it after having seen it. I was all it. wrong. Don't listen to the show anymore. Yeah. New show. Yeah. We're starting yeah. retitling the Obviously, show. Obviously, an idiot. Yeah, we're going to do a new show. We're going to wear masks and use pseudonyms. <laughs> yeah. From now on. We can't be trusted anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I certainly don't feel that way about this movie. That'll be... No, I, and we got a great I'm year. Curious, this is good. We did a long episode here. We have a lot of fun coming this year. We had Glass. We got Shazam. We got Invin- uh, Endgame. You saw the trailer for that. That looks great. We got yeah, Captain Marvel looks really Captain- good. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel for that Spider Man. And we got Episode Nine uh, coming out this year too. It's gonna be a oh, big yeah, year. And we got Game of Thrones. We got a lot of and it Part Two. Oh, it's also pretty cool. There's a lot of neat finale chapters of things coming out this year, which is like it's really fun. Year. So. It'll be good. So that that will be fun. I'm excited. So this should be the new season because I mean, by the time you edit these, get these out, we're gonna be into Shazam and into Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's in March. Well, that'll be good because we need yeah. to get our momentum. I hate falling off for so long, and I've been having computer problems anyway. But it'll be good. But with all this stuff to talk about, it's fun to have the momentum to keep doing shows. Cool. All right, so yeah, keep looking out for those on TV at mydinner.com. Uh, look for, I've got books out still. Look for look for some, I, I should put links up to my books. Uh, like two or three. I just did an annotated edition of Gulliver, Gulliver of Mars. Oh, really? So that's out there. A lot of, yeah, maybe I should just start posting links to these things, but check that out. I got a lot um, of Star Wars stuff to catch up on. I haven't watched that Resistance show at all. We watched the first few episodes of it, and it's okay. Yeah. Like it's not like Rebels, yeah. But it's it's cute, it's watchable, and you know Star Trek Discovery is off to a good start, and I'm enjoying it. So that I'm, that's good. Mandalorian coming out this year. That looks great too. That'll be well. When the streaming service, it's whenever Disney Plus that might comes be next out. Year. When all these shows, good God, I don't even know. I I got to make sure I have enough money for when that service comes out. They got so much good content. You got a Loki show. They got a Vision and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> the best one. Winter Soldier yes, and Falcon. That's the best one. That's that the awesome. Cut the check. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. The others sound fun, but that's the one. That it would be amazing. Cut the check. I love Anthony Mackie so much. <laughs> so. All right. Cool. So check that stuff out, and we'll and we'll try to do more episodes more often. God, if Game of Thrones, well, we're gonna out, hit Game of Thrones in April. So together. I mean, I, we'll probably oh have God. Captain Marvel and Shazam before that, but then we're gonna start. We got six episodes of Game of Thrones. They're all movie length. They're like ninety minutes apiece. Both all six of them. Well, at least there's sh- fewer episodes. That should be easier. So we'll try to commit cover. to that from April to May to June to get, or just April to May. Actually, that's only six. So. <laughs> <laughs> But because that's gonna, I'm sure gonna be that's 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 
colossal. It's six episodes, but they're going to only air one every three months. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> that would be their news cycle. They're like, we wanted to do movies. It's like, you have six movies. <laughs> they're an hour and... One of the battle scenes took 45 days to shoot. Well, that's all right. You just wait for Martin to come out for that new book and make a movie out of it. That's what. That's probably his marketing right. plan. You know. He's he's planning ahead. Nobody else is. He's like, I'll be damned if I finish that book before this show he is over. He just keeps making other books. Like, I already made money off those books. I'm making money off this other stuff. What are you talking about? Yeah, we're doing Night Flyers. Like, what the hell is Night Flyers? <laughs> it's just Event Horizon. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've already seen this what movie. What is this kind of crap? <laughs> Nobody wants to read your other shit. I didn't watch that, but it just said they go to space and it's a weird psychological... It's based on a novella then, I wrote. Like, that sounds like crap. It sounded like Event Horizon, literally. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't... Okay. So, who knows? Anyways. All right. It's about knights raping people in space. Yeah. <laughs> don't you love it? Okay. Stay in your wheelhouse. All right. So yeah, so keep an eye out for that stuff, and we'll we will try to keep up with all the cool stuff that's coming out. Until then, my name is Sean. My name is Andrew. Bye bye.